having sound cow management leads to positive financial outcomes. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report. Dr. Daryl Nightum, veterinarian and professor at Cornell University, says knowing when to use dry cow therapy or pathogen-based treatment has a direct correlation to a farmer's bottom line. The difference between selective dry cow therapy and blanket dry cow therapy is simply in blanket dry cow therapy, it is administering a long-acting antimicrobial to all quarters of all cows at the beginning of the dry period. So at the end of lactation, we give all quarters of all cows a long-acting antimicrobial, and I would also advocate for a teat sealant. Selective dry cow therapy can be anything less than 100%. So that is using some method to select which cows are most likely to benefit from an intermammary antimicrobial at the end of the lactating period, at the beginning of the dry period. So not treating 100%. So anything less than that would be selective. How can farmers use dry cow therapy and pathogen-based treatment options to really benefit the cow in their bottom line? So selective dry cow therapy, if your herd is ready to implement this, because blanket dry cow therapy was a good thing for the herds when we started with it because there was lots of contagious pathogens in the past like strep ag and staph aureus, and many of the cows had probably a subclinical infection and dry off, so it was a good idea. Now we have probably only 15, at most 20% of quarters that are infected usually subclinically, at dry off. So you can save money somewhere around two-thirds to 80% of your dry cow costs can be saved by implementing a selective dry cow therapy program. But you should talk with your herd advisors to choose a method for implementing it as well as monitoring it. Um, you can use DHI test day data. You could use a culture-based approach to it. But you should definitely work with your local uh, veterinarians and other herd advisors. The other question you asked about was, pathogen-based treatment, and this would be for clinical mastitis during the lactating period. So in the past, many people treated all clinical cases immediately with an antimicrobial in the teeth. However, there's at least a third and probably up to two-thirds of clinical cases that happen during lactation will not benefit from an antimicrobial. Those cases that are from E. coli or don't have any culturable organism at the time of the clinical mastitis event probably will get better just as well without antibiotics. So in that case, you improve your bottom line by saving money on dry cow tubes, and you also get those cows back in the saleable milk string sooner. They only have to wait until the milk is back to normal, and then they can go back to being sold again. So we figured out for many herds, that uh, turns out to antimicrobial antibiotic savings of 50% to 66%, as well as more saleable milk. And that, compared to blanket, after you even put in the cost of using some method to decide which cows to treat and not, usually saves 25 to $30 per cow across the herd annually. How do you figure out which cows to treat or which method to use is best? For pathogen-based or culture-based treatment of clinical mastitis, the frontline thing to do is uh, some culture-based method, which can be backed up with other lab techniques. So you can do that on farm and work with your local veterinarian and other herd advisors, milk quality specialists, to set up an on-farm lab. Or if you're working with a lab that can return an answer to you within 
uh, an appropriate amount of time, 24, 36 hours. You can also send the milk in to be cultured. Um, but on-farm works well, too. So you have to take a very clean, hygienic sample and use some method of plating that. There's a uh, at least three or four different methods that could be used on-farm. The simplest would be to just discern between those cows which have any organism, any mastitis bacteria, and none, and not treat those that do not have any. And that would be as simple as using a very inexpensive blood auger plate with a clean milk sample, plate it out, and if nothing grows within 24 hours, don't treat those, and you can treat all the other ones. That will probably, compared to blanket treatment, decrease uh, the treated cows by 25 or 30 percent. The next most sophisticated method would be to use uh, a media, which is selective for different pathogens, and sometimes those have different nutrients in them to grow certain pathogens or not grow them. Um, an example of that would be the Minnesota Easy Culture System. They have biplates and triplates, and those will help you uh, determine between those that have no growth, so no bacteria, and some bacteria, and then among the bacteria, you can pretty quickly tell those that are gram-positive and gram-negative, and you might not, after consultation with your local veterinarian, not treat, for example, the gram-negatives because most of those will be E. coli, and you can treat all the gram-positives. Some other media um, have different colors. There's a called chromogenic media, which uh, you can uh, discern which bacteria it is by which color there are. And then there's some newer technologies out there where um, you work with a group that sets you up with uh, a box, and it's called Nastatest, and there's some of these uh, in use in Wisconsin even, where you take the milk sample and you put a little cartridge, and the system grows up the bacteria and sends a signal off to a computer, which interprets it, and then sends you a signal back to your computer about what kind of bacteria it is. So there's a variety of methods for getting the answer you need to decide which cows to treat and not uh, on farm. What research is being done? Are there new tools available? I know you mentioned some of the technology, but is there things that are in the works that are coming to help with this? There's always new research coming, but more than new research is uh, better execution. There's enough knowledge uh, out there and research behind it. And, you know, for example, we've been doing it for hundreds of thousands of cows for years, um, prove the effectiveness of it. We don't need any more research. We just need more uh, distribution of the knowledge and get people doing it. Just in summary, I think that uh, our dairy community can save some money through selective dry cow therapy and pathogen-based treatment of clinical mastitis. In addition, I think that uh, gains us some social capital out there in the world. The dairy industry is already very safe and sustainable. And this is one of the things we can continue to prove that, uh, you know, we in the dairy community want to be responsible stewards of food production. That was Dr. Daryl Nidham, veterinarian and professor at Cornell University. To learn more, go to vet.cornell.edu. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.